Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's time to break the silence and open up the dialogue around the topics of miscarriage and baby loss. No more shame. No more taboo. Let's ditch it for the sake of our children. The ones who are, the ones who will come. And in memory of the ones who never came to be. This is the Worst Girl Gang Ever podcast. Welcome back. Whoever you are, welcome to Shooting Stars. Do you remember that programme? Like it? I'm reading uh, Bob Mortimer's book at the moment, The Satsuma Complex. Oh, are you? I don't remember that programme, but you've sung that on quite a few episodes. Yeah. It's good. You should look it up. It's funny. It's quirky. Back in the day, actually, we we haven't done much singing on podcasts for a long time. No. You you did something. You sung just before we started recording, didn't you? Do you want to give that another go? I said... Bex is trying to get headphones to work. I can't hear you. Say something. And you said... Say something, I'm giving up on you. I love that song. Do you? I'm going to listen to it after this. Oh. Who's it by? Big Wide World or something. Oh, I was going to say Sam Smith. I don't know. <laughs> I've no idea. I've no idea. I'm not very good with names. And I have no um, idea. I have no idea. Like, I know, if, if I watch a film, I know the film that they've also been in, but I couldn't tell you their name. Do you try though? Because that's one of my most amazingly. I just oh, go yeah. on that great IMDb. Yeah, it? a great big world. I'm good. I'm actually quite good at music and stuff like that. Are you? I'm shit at quizzes. Are you? Mm. Shizza. Shit quiz. I know. I know all the words of the song, <laughs> but I don't. Can't tell you the name of the song or oh, who sang it. Now that you've said this, I know all the words to the song. You mm. still haven't proven that. The. <sighs> Everybody get up by five. Yeah, I do know on. every single word. Just, okay, just give us a oh, here we here we go. I went to an event a couple of weeks back and they had a karaoke machine, a karaoke machine, like a karaoke thing. And um I put my name down, but they ran out of time, so I couldn't oh, is this the event where you, it. you text me about fifteen times from the toilet because you were peeing for such a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, like a racehorse. <laughs> You really were. And then my phone, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really drunk. I couldn't see. You know, when you can't and see. My phone the went silent. Were free. And then you're like, guess what? I'm still being. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, Five or Laura's drunken antics. We are here to talk about friends and family and relationships and how they are affected when you lose your baby. Yeah. 
And they are, aren't they? They are. They all are. They all are. And it's um, it's something actually that we that we touch a lot on during podcast episodes, but we've not spoken sort of solely, concentratedly. I don't think that's a word about it. And um, lots of you know, so many people are affected by it because and I think the biggest the biggest ones are your relationship, the relationship you're in, and the basically your friendships and how you expect some people to be amazing and they're not and the other friendships you you don't expect something of someone and they step up to the plate and I think that's yeah that's what I was going to say is that a lot of things can be a lot of these relationships can be affected it's not always in a negative way no but they're the ones that stick with you usually aren't they um and sometimes it's irreparable damage Mm-hmm. Or sometimes not. Um, I've got a very dear friend that I've known for years and going through my losses, she was really shit. Oh, sorry, it's me flipping a pen around. She was rubbish. She'd always say the wrong thing or not say anything at all. And when I spoke to her about it, she was like, I just don't know what to say. It's just so sad. I'm, I just don't know what to say. Um, but would withdraw and disappear and not mm. not help me at all um so what I decided to do after and because my losses spanned several years I sort of got got used to it and I didn't didn't tell her in the end she wasn't she's a good friend still a very good friend but she's not that friend she's not the person that mm. I needed when I went through loss or I was feeling sad about not being able to conceive um, and have you? Would you say able that, to maintain that friendship because I didn't put the pressure on it in that respect? But is it the same? The friendship is it the same as it was pre pre experience? Uh, yeah. Do you feel and you feel the same way about her? Yeah, that's good. I, well, she's she's an old friend. I know her well enough to know that she's fucking useless at like emotions and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just didn't put, put the pressure on her. She she made it clear that she couldn't handle it. So I was like, well, fine. But I had enough people around me. I had other people to to help me through. Didn't need her. Yeah. Um, I think that's amazing that you've been able to maintain that, that friendship. And it's amazing that you've had the sort of sense of self enough and sense of her and sense of friendship enough to be able to maintain it. But I think is not the case for lots and lots and lots of people. And I think one of the main offenders in that group is parents, our parents, who are from a generation where you don't, you didn't talk about it, you shouldn't talk about it. It's no one else's mm. business. It's a private matter. It's, you know, to do with with your fertility organs, you know, and, and that area of your body. And, and therefore it should be hushed. And I think that's what people find a lot, even with their people who had close relationships with their mums, suddenly found that they didn't have as much common ground or they struggled to talk to them about it because they felt like, you know, that, that darting of eyes, like you're talking too loudly, who's mm. listening, that kind of uncomfortable and talking to someone who's uncomfortable when they're talking to you is, is not a good way. It just makes you anxious, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. like, how do you, how do you circumnavigate that with people that you absolutely do not want to break bonds with like your parents? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've spoken to lots of people about this and th- the same sort of thing, they take the pressure off and and 
some people don't tell their parents anything because they know the reception it's going to get. Some mm. people will tell them basic details. But, I mean, that's what my advice would be. If you have people who are supporting you and who understand and can give you what you need, then the way to save the relationships with the other people is just to take the pressure off them. So, I mean, sometimes it feels a bit fake because you're just like, yeah, I'm fine, you know, muddling through um, and not get into conversations with them about it because you know they're going to fuck up or they're going to say the wrong thing or they're going to make you feel like shit. Um, I mean, that's personally, that's how I've managed all sorts of, relationships with family and friends that have been a bit rubbish Mm. and I'd actually say that I mean in the beginning years I think I I guess maybe it's quite different for me because I I learned as I went along the process it was such a, a lot of time that I was going through it all and so many losses that I had the chance to sort of figure it all out whereas for other people if you'd have asked me after the first one or two I might have felt very differently but my way of dealing with it was to to lean on the people who could be leaned on and give the other people a bit of a wide berth when it came to talking about that kind of thing and most of my friendships relationships with family and friends survived because of that Mm, mm. it's tough isn't it I've got a good friend who uh, fell pregnant at the same time as her best friend and then she lost her baby and her best friend didn't and you could understand my friend pulling away from that friendship because of the pain of seeing watching another's pregnancy progress but actually it was the friend it was the pregnant friend that pulled away and it was there was a sense of almost like it being bad luck or catching and it devastated my friend to such a degree that now we're probably a, a couple of years on and they're not friends anymore and they couldn't. But it could have been that she felt guilty. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, entirely. It could have been guilt. You know, it could have been her feeling like she was doing the best thing yeah. my friend, by removing herself from the situation. But it's, you know, it's so difficult to navigate, isn't it? To know what's best to do. Um, we always talk about telling people what you need from them. And I think in those sort of situations where you've got people with a similar due date, for example, I think you have to lead the way and mm. you shouldn't have to. But the fact is, shoe on the other foot, you don't know what that person needs. And so the what's going to hurt them the least, withdrawing, it feels like that that would be the most sensible option unless unless they you know how to handle them and how to move forward in that relationship, being guided by them. It's easier to just take a step back it's mm. happened to me recently with with my last pregnancy there were people that I was quite close to who you know I got pregnant and had a baby and they didn't um and it's created a bit of distance but you know I check in every so often and I just let that distance be and if they want to get in touch with me then they can but otherwise I just check in with them regularly and it's quite sort of superficial now whereas it, it used to be more it used to be a deeper friendship mm. but um I just trust that that will be something that picks up again as I'm not so engulfed in like new motherhood yeah um yeah, these things they can I think it's all just about 
you know, we say telling people what you need, like communication on the whole is so important. And instead of just not saying anything, just sending them, just checking in on a regular basis, even if they don't reply, Mm -hmm. just reminding them, reminding them what you need. And, but I do also believe, I do also think if someone is consistently shit with you, then it's completely okay for you to distance yourself from them and for you to kind of cut those ties. And if that friendship is not giving you anything in terms of comfort, support, love, everything that a friendship should do, Mm. then then you shouldn't feel guilty if you're the one that ends up saying, well, actually, you know, I'm going through a really tough time. You're supposed to be my friend. You're not doing what a friend should do right now. Therefore, I don't want you to be my friend anymore. Yeah. That's hard, isn't it? It I is think... hard, but the last thing you need is this sort of meandering, failing friendship on top of you, making you feel guilty or making you even, you know, taking up your headspace when you've, when you're so already in a muddle with everything that, that's going on. I think on. sometimes you do have to cut ties. When people yeah. are consistently shit or nasty or, you know, you walk away from meeting them and you're in tears, then, yeah, but... I do think I do think that distance helps mm. helps things simmer down when you're angry you could just be like I don't want to be fucking friends I don't want to be friends with that dickhead anymore <laughs> I was trying yeah. to think of a polite word but dickhead no, is um, and I think oh it's hard it's so hard because it we can't really give advice on this because it depends on that relationship with that person how much you want to how much they mean to you you know you can either cut all ties you can give it some distance and see how it goes you can speak your mind you can tell them look you're a you're a a good friend to me I want you in my life but at the moment I'm struggling so you know and then and then create distance or you can just carry on and feel like shit when you see them and I don't think I don't think it's it's easy to give advice on any of it because it totally depends on on your relationship with that person yeah I think the the biggest thing is almost the shock when you expect someone to be brilliant and they're not brilliant it's that kind that initial like grief of you feel like I'm grieving my baby and now I'm grieving a relationship which I thought was it's like another knock in your confidence because you thought you had this rock solid relationship with a friend and then they don't do what you expect they would do or maybe they don't do what you think you would do in that same situation yeah suddenly not only you're questioning your body and your life and your ability to to be a woman and all that you're questioning your relationships as well and your friendships as well and that's I think the hardest thing is is that that level of uncertainty that it adds to about your life and what you thought yeah. you knew the confidence that you had in the world and relationships around you that's and the you, hard you part. think like am I overreacting should I be up this upset about this or should I and that's onto the ugly feeling should I feel so jealous of them and yeah it's hard. You're constantly living inside your head, aren't you? Yeah, constantly. And I think the only way, the only way to do it is is through communication. And if mm. you've got, if you've, if you're listening to this and you've got a friend and you thought they would react in a way that was really supportive, and they haven't, perhaps they've ignored it, perhaps they haven't checked in for a week, perhaps you thought there is no harm in sending a message to saying I'm really struggling. I would really like to talk to you. 
um, I really need your support right now. And that's kind of putting the ball in their court, isn't it? Because yes. then they have to respond and they and they will either say, oh, OK, oh, I didn't know whether to ask or not. I didn't know whether, of course, I'll be there. You know, let's meet up next Wednesday. I'll come around. I'll bring pizza or they won't. Mm-hmm. And that will be the teller. And that's when you need to start thinking about where your time is more, most effectively spent in terms of receiving that support from other people. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's also worth mentioning here that often, and we say this a lot, often it's not that, you know, maybe 1% of people are assholes. The rest of them just don't know what to do. Yeah. And that's why we need to tell them what we need, yeah. exactly what we need, like spell it out. And as Laura said earlier, you, you shouldn't have to, but we do have to in these situations. We don't, it's not to, ed- it's not necessarily just to educate them. It's to get what we need hmm. to, to help. Well, you don't have to, but that does, it means that you might not be getting the support that, that you need. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And so, and, and moving on from that. So we've covered family. Oh, oh well, there was one well, thing. Family. Yeah, go on. One thing that I thought about when we were going to do this episode was my brother and his um, pregnancy oh, yeah. announcement. My um, So I'd had five losses at the time and my brother had just started trying and they, they fell pregnant. And my brother was, they were going to tell us on a, on a WhatsApp, oh no, what was it back then? Skype. They were going to tell us on this Skype call because they lived abroad and they pretended that the computer froze. Um, it was really weird. So we were on this video call and then all of a sudden my brother stopped with his mouth open, like and tried to freeze because <laughs> he said, oh, I just wanted to talk to you about something and then froze. And I was like, what's he doing? And he went, oh, sorry, sorry, the computer froze. Oh, not very good connection. We'll chat to you another time. And I was like, they're fucking pregnant, Scoop. They, they're fucking pregnant. That's what they were going to tell us. Um, and then like a few days later, my brother appeared in the country. So they used to live in the Middle East. And then all of a sudden he was at my mum's house surprising everyone with this pregnancy announcement and it was done like we were sat down on the sofa everyone else knew my mum went go on go on tell them tell them and then he told us and everyone was in the room and they were all looking at us and I was like how am I meant to react to this you know what really bizarre did everyone was everyone looking at you for a kind of look she's okay thank goodness or was it like I honestly think that people thought so, I wanted a baby so much. Having a niece or nephew would would make me happy. I, I think that, but well, my mum, uh, not my mum, my sister and my stepsister were both there. Like, uh, are you okay? Afterwards, they were shocked by it, but everyone else was all sort of jazz hands and happy. It was yeah, really, that's really, really, tough. really tough. And I think it's it's tough when it's your family. You can't do the whole space sometimes. You can't do the whole space or cut all ties. Well, you or- can when they go back to the Middle East. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit of a saving grace yeah. Um, because I wouldn't have been able to to manage it. But I've said this before. I always um, was okay once the baby arrived. Mm. It was just the pregnancy. I think because I'd never thought ahead as far as a baby. Um, it was just the pregnant. I was just wanting to stay pregnant that's what what my main aim was for such a long time um when the baby was here it was all this jealousy and stuff had just just went and I was like oh it's a baby fabulous Mm. it's tough yeah family family stuff is really tough and 
mentioning no names. Like I think sometimes the other thing that is tough is when people take it and make it their own story. And like, oh, when I had my miscarriages, when I, when it was me, when I felt like this, when I felt like, and it's like, that's just like, okay, but it's not you. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. Not that it doesn't matter, but just, you know, some people go through it and it helps because they know how you feel. And some people go through it and then they don't stop talking about their experience. And that's Mm -hmm. really hard as well, because that's really isolating and it makes sort of turns the attention back and actually there's no support there. It's all just an opportunity to, to share their story. And that's hard too. There's so many different, like it's so multifaceted. There's so many different instances of, of pain within this kind of friendship family dynamic. When, when things change, when you go through something so massively traumatic. Mm. Uh, I just should put a disclaimer in here. My brother's not an arsehole. He's a really nice guy. Just uh, didn't know what to do. Just FYI. (laughs) You talk about it in your book, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Laura's book. Did you you notice that I brought up your book then? Yeah. (laughs) First time ever. (laughs) So, the warriorship. We wanted to come and tell you a little bit about it, didn't we, Bex? And in case you're already going, why we don't want to know about a fucking ship? The Warriorship is our online membership for warriors in this community. It's packed full of stuff. So we just want to tell you about some of the stuff. All of the content from all of the courses that we ever run is in the Warriorship. So there's loads to get your teeth into. And we are also developing modules for what happens after. But not only that, we've also got a ton of educational workshops running once a month in the coming months we have got body positivity workshop gratitude workshop and loads 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 more and on top of that we also have a resident mental health specialist and on top of that if if that wasn't enough there's 13 events every month and there's stuff popping up all the time as well that other people are organizing that you can be a part of so it really is thriving and all you have to do is head to the link in our bio or visit our website and you can be a part of this too we'd love to see you there so that moves us on to relationships which can be the hardest of all and we talk about this a lot with jess and jules burdett burnett jess yeah. and jules. in a in a podcast episode a recent podcast episode laura probably Tell you which one. Oh, I have no idea. I lost count after season two. Fair enough. Too um, many. And it's just all about how you deal with grief differently. And if you if there's no effective communication, you can it can really drive a wedge in your relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Because you feel you begin to feel like one of you might feel like the other one doesn't care enough because they're not not crying every day or not, you know, or or, or how can you be able to go out? How can you? How can you just go out with mates and like act normal and smile and laugh when I'm here and I'm on my own and I can't face the outside world and you don't care about everything as much as me and all those kind of feelings that creep in that are actually is it's difficult to share that stuff, isn't it? No matter yeah. how close your relationship is, it's difficult to because you're making yourself even more vulnerable than you already feel. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um trying to conceive is hard on relationships as well. Um, And particularly trying to conceive 
after loss when there's that um, like sort of double-edged sword of wanting a positive pregnancy test and fearing it at the same time. Um, and then the, you know, the trying to conceive sex. Timed and perfunctionary. Yeah. And when your whole world is around that, you know, you start to, some, some lots of women start to feel like this, what's the point in doing it outside your fertile window? You yeah, know? it's waste, right? Yeah. And that's that's tough on a relationship. And then, you know, and then lo- the loss itself, when you have those conflicting feelings and, and, and some people feel like, are they blaming me? You know, do mm-hmm. they think this is my fault? Or, or even a simple question like, or, when, you know, have you, eat, have you fallen? Have you eaten anything that you shouldn't have eaten? You know, that sort of question can throw your own world into a spin of like, oh, my God, they think it's my fault. They're never mm-hmm. going to forgive me. And that makes you feel like you can't open up in such a way and talk about your feelings just in case that they take that as you think it's your fault as well. Yeah. And Did I ever tell you about my dreams that I used to have? No. About, well, Scoop getting married, yeah, uh, Scoop, Scoop going off with someone else and having a baby. And I used to wake up and be like, you had an affair. In my dream last night, you were having an affair and you had a baby. Um, so if you want to go off with someone else and have a baby with them, then fine, be my guest. And he, he took it really badly. <laughs> it was quite insulted that my um, subconscious has, had like gone down that route. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I've been angry after dreams before. Like, you can't help it. It's a feeling that you can't shake. It's a yeah. horrible, horrible feeling that you can't shake. Mm. I also think that a lot of things that we, ha- we hear from men are there doesn't seem to be, generally speaking, of course, there doesn't seem to be such a need for men to to have a baby. That is just a general feeling. And lots and lots of men have said, we were fine before, we'll be mm-hmm. fine if it doesn't happen. Yeah. And, and then when a woman is like, like you said to Scoot, like, oh, you just go off and have a baby with someone else. They find it insulting because it's like you're saying, you're not important, you know. If the mm. boot was on the other foot, you know, would you tell me to go away and I go and have a? If you found out it yeah. was the boy who was the male who was the problem, would you then think, oh, I'll just go and have? You know, it, it sort of, it sort of minimizes your relationship, doesn't it? When you yeah. say that thing, and I think that's what men feel. And whereas it comes from a heart of like, I want this so much that I would, I want you to go and get it somewhere else, or or I'm so scared that you're going to get it somewhere else because I can't give it to you right now, or whatever. But actually, I don't think in general, obviously, there are lots and lots of men out there who that that instinct is just as strong. But in general, I feel like and it's the same with the grief stuff. It doesn't seem to be, generally speaking, the the women who the men who feel the grief more than the women. Mm. And I think that's a really difficult because we can only think with our own lenses. We can only kind of use our own what's going on inside to to judge and assess the situation but it can be so at odds with what our partner's thinking that that's why this communication is so important just because they're not just because they're not grieving to the same degree or in the same way as you doesn't mean that they don't care about yeah, what's going on. and often it, it can, it's because they're trying to put on a brave face and be the one that is okay because we're losing our shit yeah and often like it's you know, they don't know what they, they completely feel lost. They don't know how to, to respond mm. just as we don't know how to grieve. Like they don't either because their grief is not only their lost baby, but their grief is seeing us in such pain. Yeah. And 
it's being pretty helpless, being made to feel pretty helpless by it because realistically they've gone through the process of watching us physically through the pain, which certainly from my perspective was really traumatic for Rob with all the the blood and the, you know, that whole hospital experience was hugely Mm. traumatic for him. And I felt almost a little bit more removed from it because it was happening to me. Whereas he'll have the memories of, you know, I've said it before in a podcast, sitting through the, the toilet trying to gather what may or may not be in there. And, you know, that's his shit to deal with. Yeah. So the trauma is very different for both both parts of the couple. And I think that needs to be respected if you're going to, if you're going to remain like a strong, yeah, a strong unit. They, yeah. um, they often feel really helpless, don't they? So I mm. think a, a little bit of like with family and friends, a little bit of guidance in telling them how they can support you um, is definitely needed. I think practical, yeah, from that perspective, I think practical things are always really good for men. They or generally, I'm saying generally here, mm-hmm. um, you know, like organising dinner for the next week or making sure that the washing's done and clean and dry and put away and emptying the dishwasher you know those sorts of things that are so easy to do can be so effective in just managing your headspace and and also making them feel like they're they're being useful yeah yeah Hmm. lots to think about there with these ones and really really so hard to navigate all the intricacies of different relationships and friendships and keep everything ticking but I would say, yeah, main things, communication. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think, you know, the friends and the friends and family and the, the ugly feelings, the pregnant co-workers, all of that sort of stuff. I think communication is helpful, but it doesn't need to be. It depends on the relationship. Do you owe it? Do you need, do you want to save it, want to keep it? a good relationship in which case communication if it's someone that you don't need then distance is really really helpful you don't have to confront everyone about about everything they might you know they might not be your people that you you need in your life but they're just sort of there you know those people that are on the on the outskirts of of your inner acquaintances yeah, colleagues, friends of friends. They, yeah, just distance. We'll, we'll do the do the trick with them. Mm. Right. I think that's. Have we have we said it? Have we covered everything? Have we said enough? Have we said too much? That's got to be a song in there. Probably. Probably said too much. Yeah, probably. Tends to be the way. Anyway, we hope that you have found this one helpful on. Um, navigating relationships after loss and obviously if there's stuff that we've missed out let's know and we'll cover it in a post yeah alrighty fabulous goodbye cheerio bye Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts.